this Christmas morning, we're going to actually go back to the first Christmas morning um, famous uh, Christmas hymn calls it the first Noel. Um, <clears throat> and I think it's a, a, a very obvious things that we miss during Christmas times. It is because of so many good things are distracting us. I don't know, I don't know about you, but I have a list of Christmas songs that puts, puts me into nostalgia. And I, I wish I could say it is purely about Christ, but it has a lot to do with other things. It is syncretistic and mixed with biblical Christmas with cultural things. And one of them is probably Bing Crosby's White Christmas and getting together with families. Even just uh, last night, we got together with our in-laws and such, seeing the joy uh, we've been planning for this gift, special gift for my father-in-law. And I, I felt very encouraged to see him enjoying it so much. And this afternoon, we look forward to um, our family gathering at our place. And I have become my parents. <laughs> you know, one of those things that when you're growing up and you hate to perform in front of the parents in Christmas times and New Year's Day. And actually, it's so much fun that I built it into the tradition. So I'm looking forward to hearing our youngest one's trumpet. Um, our third one's clarinet. And dry humor from our second boy. <laughs> and Soren is always question mark. I don't know what's going <laughs> to So of all the joys, if we miss the real joy, the angels called it great joy. I bring you good news of great joy. Let's, let's focus on that phrase just a bit. The message Angel is bringing, at least four things that we need to make an observation. Number one, it's nature. As I mentioned, I bring you good news of simple joy, small joy. No, great joy. Good news is, in other words, the gospel. It is good news. But this good news will cause the people to experience great joy. And second, the message is recipients that will be for all people. Let's not take that for granted because in the back in the days, there was a hierarchies and religious people. The message of coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ, has not come to the religious leaders and scholars that have been researching and waiting for, or government officials or the kings and, and princes. It came to shepherds. And we might romanticize about what shepherds are, 
But shepherds, back in the days, in the reality, they were smelly, dirty people, you know, low-class people who were despised. It was not really re- respected to a point that their witnesses in the legal call courts did not count because they are not worthy of trust. But it came to them. And there is a message for that. Why the first announcement, angelic host coming, announcing of the arrival of the Messiah and Christ Jesus, come to the shepherds? It's even for us. Because all people, meaning not just Jews, not just important religious leaders or scholars, teachers of the law, but the common people, including shepherds, tax collectors, Gentiles, it's all people. Thirdly, its content is also very simple. Unto you is born a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. The message is about the birth of a Savior. And this is the point that um, in our distraction, we could also miss the content that causes great joy. The message of Christ is not Christmas cheer, Christmas spirit, a giving spirit and loving others, or all that is good thing. But it is about Savior is born for us. And lastly, its impact. The result of this receiving and all that, angels proclaiming and singing in unison. <laughs> Glory to God in the highest. Why? Because this is the work of sovereign God, saving and delivering the people who are hopeless and helpless in sin. And on earth, peace among those with whom who is with whom he is pleased. And honestly, <clears throat> it sounds very sounds very warm and gentle, but most times in our synchronistic society, the Christmas message and even the song misses that last part. Peace on earth. Stops there. As if it uni- universally happens. But it's not for all people, but there's a qualification in that. Qualification is among those with whom who he is God is pleased how do you, how do you please God we all know there's no one who could achieve and earn the salvation righteousness or credit to to please God the grace of Jesus Christ is that in Christ God is pleased so the this literally 
points to those whom put their trust and faith in Christ. And God is pleased. And on them there is peace. What kind of peace? This is not an absence of war. And this is not an absence of troubles or problems. But this is a holistic, the Hebrew word shalom. Shalom has maybe two aspects of it, to, uh, to put it simply. One aspect is shalom begins right relationship with God. When our relationship with God is restored, there is peace with God. And because of peace with God, the people who have experience with the peace with God also receive peace of God in every direction of our lives. Not only family life, our physical life, our social life, and our every, every aspect, financial, emotional, there is shalom, well-being. In our meditation this morning, we're going to just keep very uh, focused on how do we experience this great joy? I shared this with a men's group. As I get older, uh, I become a grumpy old man because I get cynical and annoyed by commercialism here and there and too many emails. Even anything that I sign up, they are constantly, I, I regret I sign up for that 10% discount. <laughs> I'm getting tons of emails every day. And to be frank with you, I think it's important for us to look at if I don't experience great joy, it might not be true Christmas. And it doesn't take a secular pagan people to be that. The secularism has come in and sneaked in in our culture, in Christian culture. If we don't watch out, we might lose that great joy. So the simple question that I'm asking within next few minutes. What is the key to this great joy of Christmas? Here's number one. Christmas brings great joy to us when we realize our need for a Savior. So uh, unbelievers, and if we don't watch out, even Christians who are distracted, Christmas becomes irrelevant when we don't think about Savior. Because a typical response from unbelievers will be, I, 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 don't, I don't need a Savior. I'm just doing fine. Or, I, I have some problems I could have tackle it myself. There are some help, self-help books, and there are some seminars that I went to. So I'm going to do it. But if we realize our problems, do you have an anxiousness about your finance? Your kids go through some problems? 
or sickness in your, serious sickness in your family? Is there a relational conflict in your marital life or your relatives? What, what is the thing that you really want deliverance and relief from? And I say those things are real, but mere symptoms. Symptoms of sin. Sin of myself, sin by me, sin done by others, and societal sin. All that accumulated, we're experiencing ramification of sin. And we cannot save ourselves from sin. We need a savior. In other words, when there is a news, good news, our heart condition has to match that. Let me explain. What good is it you hear about news? Uh, there's a breakthrough in medical research. For those who are experiencing such and such Allergy, the seasonal allergy that make you asthma and all different kinds of things, <coughs> there's a cure now. But you don't have any allergy whatsoever. Your kids don't have any allergy. And your, your extended family don't have allergies, not to mention asthma. It's like a shrug your shoulders, oh, good for them. You're self-sufficient and self-reliant. But what if your son or your daughter is suffering almost every day and seasonally? You went to ER several times because of that. And when you hear the news, it's a great joy. Such is the good news of Christmas. We need to see that we are helpless without our Savior. Or let, let's start this, with this. The helpless, hopeless state we are in because of sin, we cannot do anything about it. So when we look for a Savior, and for the Jews, they were promised about coming Messiah. The Messiah is simply, in Greek it's Christ, but Messiah is basically anointed one. But if you define as anointed one, you miss so much. It has a lot to do with the King David and David's anointing, and David is a, product, a type of Christ coming, so typically referred to Messiah is an anointed one, because David was anointed one. But we're talking about in the last days, Savior and Deliverer will come, that he will have answer, fundamental answer, for all across the world. Whole world will receive him as a Savior. Matthew 1.21 puts it this way. She, Mary, will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their 
sin, not political problems, not economical problems, from their sin. Not the symptoms, but the root causes of their problems. The second thing that we need to remember is Christmas brings great joy to us when we receive Jesus as our Messiah. Messiah, Christ, Hebrew, Greek, also points to Savior. Savior of the world. And then, who is Christ the Lord? Why is that important? In order to save us from eternal damnation, power of sin, the grip of evil on the Satan, the deliverer and savior, savior has to be the highest. The power belongs to him. And all knees shall bow. And the evil one, the devil, will be thwarted. And he will be thrown into a fire. So which means the, our confidence comes from not only Savior, but our relationship with Savior also too. Which means when we call someone, Lord, it's kind of obscure in our contemporary culture because it sounds like a more referring to a figurative speech. But back then, when somebody's Lord, that you're calling yourself, I am a slave, I'm servant. My will belongs to him. So this Christmas, instead of looking in our Self-centered wishes and desires, and that which causes always a problem in, you know, family fights happens with gatherings, right? But if we begin to see the desires of the Lord, and we submit to the Lordship, and there is a great joy. Why? This Messiah is not a, a birth of a hero or any important, prominent figure in history. He is the Messiah. In Isaiah 61, which Jesus quotes as he's reading the scroll, in Luke chapter 4, he says this, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. The poor here is not just the financially poor people. Yes, but it includes have-nots, broken-hearted, people who are marginalized, people who are lowly, people who have anxiousness, all kinds of problems. Jesus came to proclaim the goodness to the poor, and he sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, grace. Favor without merit, or no one deserves. And lastly, 
Christmas brings great joy to us when we keep our focus on Jesus above all else. Maybe there are already some conflicts and tensions in your heart up until now. But at least for the rest of Christmas Day and this weekend and the whole coming week can be with, filled with great joy <coughs> if we keep our focus on Jesus. And I want to be honest with you. This past week, it's a joyful, merry Christmas for me. A season of annoyance, and because I really felt like, why all these little things bother me? In the parking lot, somebody, somebody kind of scratched my, my back in a car. And then all these things, are like, I feel like a grumpy old man, really. And then I realized, when was the last time really focused on Jesus? What he is, who he is to me. Oh, I'm not talking about the cute little baby Jesus in a sentimental way. But the Savior, Almighty God, the incarnate. That's why one of these Christmas hymns in 1739, Charles Wesley pens it. We just sang it. But this is the second part. The verse 2, second stanza of that, of that hymn of Heart the Herald. Angels sing. He writes, Christ by highest heaven adore, Christ the everlasting Lord, late in time behold him come, offspring of a virgin's womb, veiled in flesh, the Godhead see. We need to see divine, the second person, Godhead, covered, veiled, in the human body, hail the incarnate deity, pleased as men with men to dwell. Jesus, our Emmanuel, heart, the herald angels sing, glory to the newborn king. Brothers and sisters, as I close, my encouragement for each one of you, including me, that we Realize and admit our need for Savior. Not in a haughty, self-sufficient way. Oh, Jesus, thank you for being born. No, Lord Jesus, without you, I would have been still lost, helpless. I need you, my Savior. Let's continue to Receive Jesus, not just as Savior and Messiah, but as our Lord, that our life is congruent to His desire, to obey what He desires, to give to the poor, to pay attention to the marginalized. And above all, let's keep our focus, even this afternoon, as we get together. Somebody gave you the... Uh, gives you, you know, as you open up, one of those things, oh, he doesn't, or she doesn't really know me. How could you? 
right? Because even gift exchange, I saw a couple of boxes in that room. No one wanted. But let's focus on Jesus. May the Lord keep you. And may the Lord stir you with his peace, shalom, and invite you into great joy. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this reminder. Lord Jesus, we surrender our hearts to you because we need you. Holy Spirit, we will follow. We follow your, your prompting and leading. Now take us to this good news of great joy that we cannot contain it within ourselves, that we will go tell it on the mountain in our gatherings with our relatives, with our friends. May we share that on our countenance and in our words. In Jesus' name we pray.